You are listening to Destination Church Belfast weekly podcast. You can find us at www.destinationchurchbelfast.co.uk. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. Happy listening. So this week we start a new message series. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Everybody, and his righteousness. Can we go on? And all these, Anna is dying. She's dying. Okay, so we all know it, don't we? Seek ye first the king. What is the kingdom of God? Have we got any responses? The kingdom of God is, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, out of the bag, out of the bag. I'm just hoping that everybody didn't hear that because you ruined my analogy. So we know the kingdom, or we've heard of the kingdom, haven't we? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. I remember singing that when I was four or five years old in my home church. That's what we did, and it was like the most exciting thing that we did in church at that time. It's a little bit like Timbuktu. I remember as a child, mom saying, well, that's as far away as Timbuktu. And I was thinking it was like a cartoon world. It wasn't something that was real. And then someone in our church years ago, and not this church, in another church, went to be a missionary in Mali. And one of the places that he was trained in was? All of a sudden, Timbuktu moved from being an animated program to an actual place. Taxi for Woodward. Timbuktu is an actual place in Mali. And for me, Timbuktu was just some place that was way far off and sounded like a cartoon thing. What we want to do, or the aim of this message series, is we want to speak to the kingdom and what the kingdom is and whose kingdom it is so that it moves in any way that it is this some vague idea of this, maybe you'll get there when you die, into this is a place that is here right now that we can be a part of and we can experience. Does that sound like a plan? Yes, it does, Colin. It's actually a place, and more than that, it's a reality. And it's a reality that must not only be thought of as real, but a reality that is real and and real in the lives that we touch as well. So real for us, and then it'll become real in the lives of those that ask us questions. Because people do, and often when we don't expect it, you're just sitting around eating your crisps, and somebody will say things like, you're one of those people that, you're one of those Christians, aren't you? What does that mean to you? And you're thinking, uh, Jesus, uh, yeah, I mean, means a lot. I guess I'm, you know, saved. And we want to be able to give someone something real when they ask us that question, don't we? So we're going to explore this together and we're going to see what or who we might find. And I'm delighted to say that I'm teaching from a teaching series. Certainly in this message, Andrew and I are going to tag team in this series as we do in most of them. But this particular message is really taken straight out of some teaching that Dennis has done, which is pure gold. And I unashamedly uh, give the reference and account to him for that. So thank you to Dennis for that. So I have a confession to make. In the past couple of weeks, we've been pondering through what next message series we would do, and it was going to be Life in the Kingdom of God, but we had our our elder team meeting the first time in 18 months, which was just wonderful. And in that elder team meeting, uh, Dennis said a couple of things that just brought such clarity to me as to where we must start. I was thinking about in a kingdom and in a culture, what you wear and how you act and what you eat and the accent that you use and the words that you use. But I forgot the most important thing. 
So we're going to look at that today. The definition of the kingdom is, Ruth McFall, the rule and the reign of King Jesus in and through the lives of his subjects. If you have got somewhere you can write that down, then please take this down. The definition of the kingdom of God is the rule and the reign of King Jesus in and through the lives of his subjects. And I intend to go over that and over that and over that and over that so that in your daily lives you can say, the kingdom of God is the rule and reign of King Jesus in and through the lives of his subjects. Why must we seek the kingdom first, the kingdom of God? It's the authority and power of the King Jesus, and it is the, king, the kingdom is divine power in action. The kingdom is foundational to all that Christian ministry depends upon. Often when I think that I've got it, tends to not be the weeks that I've got it. Tends to be the weeks when I'm acting out of weakness. Isn't there something in the Bible about what God does in weakness? That he shows himself strong. So when you tend to find yourself in circumstances, and <laughs> you're eating your skips, and you were really waiting for, I've started working in the school as an art technician, so I now appreciate how precious those moments in break actually are. And you just started in those beloved skips and that person asks you that theological question and you feel so far out of your depth you know when you know the kingdom that it's in those moments that it's not about you and you just have to go okay and just start and his power flows through your weakness what's the nature of the kingdom it's both present and its future it's now and it's not yet and it will be at its fullest but it's not at its fullest just yet. And if we had someone in here who was pregnant, our brilliant analogy would be, bring the pregnant person up and go, how many people are here? Well, of course, the obvious answer is there's two people. Is the child there in its fullest fullness? Yes. But the child's present. Jesus Christ was born to the Virgin Mary he came and he lived, he demonstrated ministry, he died and he rose again and he ushered in the kingdom. And we get to usher in the kingdom, but he will come one day and he will usher in the kingdom. And at that point, there will be no argument about the authority of the king and the rule and reign of the king in the lives of his subjects. At that point, every knee that refused to bow will bow. Every tongue that would never confess him will confess him but we get to do that right here and right now. When Jesus returns, the kingdom will be complete. The kingdom is not, it is not the church. The church is a vehicle of the kingdom. When did the kingdom come and who did it come in? The kingdom came with and in Jesus Christ. Matthew 4, 23, and Jesus was going about all in Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease. So when Jesus came, the kingdom came. Is Jesus here? Where is he? Is he yes, he's here, but where else is he? He's in you. If you've asked him in, he's in you. Wherever you go, he goes. 
The kingdom came when Jesus said that the kingdom is at hand. That's Mark 1, 14 to 15. And Jesus spoke of the kingdom in proclamation. He spoke about it. And then Jesus demonstrated the kingdom in healing, casting out of demons. Um, and often people focus on what Jesus said and forget what he did. He communicated as much through what he did as what he said. Now, if there's a teacher that can say what they're going to do and then demonstrate what they're going to do, I am all ears and they've got my attention. I remember years ago photographing a couple who were business studies teachers, and I asked them, what businesses have you run? And they said, oh, no, no, I haven't run them. And I thought, I don't want to hear a word as to what you have to teach me about business. Because you may be able to teach principles, but you don't know what it's like. So Jesus proclaimed, and then he demonstrated. That's one of the reasons why every time that we have a message in this church, we call you forwards for ministry. Proclamation and then demonstration. The works and words of Jesus center on the kingdom. His words and his works are in unity with each other. He is the model of integrity. So what's the mission or purpose of the kingdom? To empower the church. Do you feel like you have power as a church? Yes. And if you don't, that's absolutely okay. And it might be very helpful to go, no, I don't actually. Because that's recognition of where you are. God works with reality. He doesn't work with fantasy. So if you're going, no, I actually don't feel empowered at all, we can absolutely and would love to help you with that. Come and talk with us or come forward for ministry today. And don't worry, it won't be personal laying on of hands. It will be a corporate response, but I'd encourage you to respond. So the mission or purpose of the kingdom is to empower the church. And you and I are like power tools without a power point or connection point that isn't switched on if we are not seeking and finding the reality of the kingdom of our God. So I can have lots of wonderful tools, and I know that you can get tools with batteries, but we're talking about one of those tools that can't even run on batteries. It needs to be plugged into the 240 volts on the wall. If you may know I have got this ability and this giftedness to do this, but you, if you are not connected to the source, then you will not be effective. Jesus said that if you are not connected to me, if you're not part of the vine, then you can do nothing. So we've got to be connected to him. You and I are subjects of the kingdom, and the mission of the church is to destroy the works of Satan. Now that can sound very like... And in many ways it is, but often that can be simply, would you like a cup of tea? Talk to me about what you were talking about there. How's that working out for you? Saying to somebody, I don't think that that's true about you when they say their deepest, darkest fears about themselves. And it also can be those power encounters that uh, some of us have experienced. Remember, the church is not the kingdom, it is empowered by it. Many live with a partial understanding of the gospel of the kingdom of God. And I, I, I added this in this morning because I think it's really pertinent and relevant to our country. In our weak country, we talk a lot about preaching the gospel, don't we? Yes? What is the gospel that we have heard largely? Anybody want to throw it out there? Say it again. Say it again, sorry. It's repentance. Okay, what else does it look like? What things have been said to you? Jesus died for you, yes. Anything else? Forgiveness of sins, yes. Are you, are you saved? Are you saved? And I remember when Dan, Dennis is from Phoenix in Arizona, and he said, you know, we get asked here a lot, or I've been asked here, are you saved? And my question is, what have you been saved from? 
It is one of the most powerful things that we have is when we can say, I used to be here and now I'm here. People may argue that God is not real, but they will not argue with the evidence of the reality of his presence in your life. They just can't. So in our wee country, we talk a lot about preaching the gospel, and there's a familiarity with that language. And the gospel in our context tends to mean an emphasis on the death of Jesus to deal with our sins, okay? And we can tend to get stuck there as well, when Jesus isn't stuck there. Jesus came, demonstrated how life can look like in the kingdom. He chose to die. He didn't have to. He chose to die, was resurrected, and is alive today. So Jesus died to deal with our sins so that we could get connected to the Father. The veil was torn in two so that that veil wasn't there and we could be connected to him. So the life of Jesus, what he did in ministry and the implications of his resurrection, his now presence with us and our resulting transformation are more than often omitted from the gospel. The fullness of the gospel is our sins are dealt with. We accept that Jesus dealt with them And then we go on this journey hand in hand with him and our brother and sisters into transformation. Are you finding transformation as you go on this journey with Jesus Christ? We are disciples here. And if you remain with us, we will disciple you, okay? And that can sometimes be really uncomfortable. But do you know what's even more uncomfortable? Staying with your stuff. So we want to become more like him, and that is the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel or good news of the kingdom of God is the reality that we are saved by the death of Jesus for our sins. Have any of you ever watched the film Antoine Fisher? It's from 2002. Andrew's seen it. Have you seen it, Paul? No. Um, Denzel Washington is in it, and I can't even tell you who the other guy is. It is absolutely fantastic, and it's about the journey of this guy, what he suffered as a young person, and then this process that he went through to find his family. I watched it when it first came out, and it really impacted me in 2002, and I wept and wept and wept and wept as I watched it. I couldn't have told you why I wept and wept and wept. I watched it last night. I now know why I wept and wept and wept. As you go on this journey with him, you will discover what you've been saved from. It's a powerful thing to know what you've been rescued from. It's a powerful thing and scary thing to know what could have been lost, isn't it? And there but you and I go by the grace of God. His resurrection from death the implications of his resurrection, the reality that we've been saved from something and the process of discipleship and our modeling what Jesus lived in proclamation and demonstration, what he said and what he did. And why do we, the church, need to embrace the kingdom of God? We live in an evil age and power is required. Galatians 1.4, that he might deliver us out of this present evil age. We need the kingdom theology and kingdom practice. So speaking and demonstrating. And we cannot fulfill our assignment without power. So if you've met with God and you've a sense of what he's called you to do, probably you're terrified. Am I right? Really me? Do you remember Moses? God said, go and speak to the Pharaoh, tell him to let my people go. And Moses went, (laughs) I have a speech impediment. 
I, I, like, no, I'd say, no, you've got yourself wrong. Whereas if, if he'd actually yielded and Moses, or God conceded to let Aaron be like, uh, be like God to Moses and Moses whispered to Aaron and then Aaron really prophesied what Moses had said to the Pharaoh. But when God asks you to do something, it all feels too much. But that's the point because you can't do it without him. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That's Acts 1.8. Let me read that again, actually. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So it starts here and then the influence goes out. The church is the vehicle or instrument of the kingdom which is you and me, or you and I, for any English teachers that are present. And the church is a witness of the kingdom. We produce a witness of the kingdom as we demonstrate its power and authority. And the witness influences the world and the unbelieving. If somebody asks you, how are you not freaking out in this context? And you tell them, well, I know that you don't, I'm talking, I'll often say when I know that someone isn't for Jesus, I'll say, listen, I'm going to speak from a Christian perspective, kind of tee it up, and then I'll just let them have it. Because why not? They're going to let me have their stuff, aren't they? So I thought, well, I'm going to be gracious. But you did ask, didn't you? You know what I mean. Can't apologize for that. We bear witness when we testify to who we know that he is in our lives. And the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Well, we had a lovely break time on Friday. And on Friday, uh, the girls that I work with, we're just all starting to get to know each other. And there's, there's just some things going on anyway. And for some reason, they asked me how Claire and I had got together. Oh, did you tell that story too? Look, did you? And the bit where uh, seven years before we got together, I asked Claire out. And she said to me, when I said, would you like to go out? She said to me, you're not ready yet. At which point I went, What? So we got together seven years later, and then they said, well, well, what happened then? And I said, well, I went and spoke to this guy in church, this guy in church, and I said, listen, Andrew, she's a youth pastor, and you know, like, if, if it doesn't work out, like, I mean, it could be just so difficult, because we all know what churches are like, don't we? Don't, don't deal with their stuff. They just get offended and walk off. Anyway, we don't do that here. We deal with their stuff. It's painful, but it's good. Anyway, Andrew said to me, can't even remember. You are getting old. A love that risks nothing is worth nothing. Yay! So then I, we were in Castle Well, and it was a church barbecue picnic thing, and we ended up in a maze. And I said to Claire, I'm offering you my hand. Hey, come on. And uh, she was like, what does that mean? I, mean? I don't know what it was. She probably was. Actually, what does that mean? So we got together in the June, 19th of June, and we got engaged in November, and then we got married in the August. Oh, isn't that just lovely? And the girls that were listening said, oh, oh I'm all tingly. Ooh. Now, what does that mean? Let me translate that. What does that mean? Can we translate that language? Because we're like, got the feels. If you're on the Love Island, got the feels. What do you think it means, Isaac? It's intense. Yes, it could be intense. Or that, go for it. A weird thing. Would say that again? Awkward. Wasn't where I was going with that. Let, let me translate. If they were in church and familiar with church culture, what they would say is, 
I, I witness to the presence of the Spirit in that story. People will often say that, masked in other ways of expression. They'll say, oh, just got, oh, I've just got the shivers. Ding, ding, ding. It's the same God. I'm testifying to, there was brokenness present when I was talking about that in relationships. And I'm testifying to, it's not easy, but there's not brokenness. And it's because of him. And the comment was, I, I think I need to do it the way you guys did it. Amen and hallelujah, because there's many times that I don't want to do things the way God wants me to do them, because my soul kicks off. But what I find is when I do them however reluctantly, my soul really, really likes what he's asked me to do, because the fruit is on the tree. So tell your stories. Don't be embarrassed when people are saying, so tell me about that. Tell them. Okay, I got a little bit off track there, but hopefully that was helpful to somebody present in this place. So the church is the vehicle or instrument of the kingdom, and that's you and I. And the church is a witness of the kingdom, and we produce a witness of the kingdom as we demonstrate its power and authority. Spiritual gifts are the power tools of the kingdom, especially prophetic giftedness. 1 Corinthians 14.1, pursue love, yet earnestly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you might prophesy. Did you know that? God has commanded you to earnestly desire special gifts, and then further into that, that you may, or especially, that you may prophesy. And what did Claire do? She sang a prophetic song this morning. Hopefully you were encouraged by that. If you're not and you were going, what is actually going on here? That's all right. But maybe the next time you'll go, let me listen to this, okay? So we are encouraged, and in fact, we are told, go after the prophetic. Can I get the worship guys up now, please? How do we submit ourselves to the kingdom of God? Well, you must be born again into this kingdom. That's John 3, 5. And we must come to the kingdom of God like little children. Mark 10, 15. What's the nature of children? Anyone? You know, you know full well the nature of children. I want it and I want it now. I don't care what conversation you're having, I'm going to butt in because I have needs right now. I am hungry, you must feed me. I am dirty, I do not like this. You must make me not dirty anymore. I am tired, I'm going to beat you to death because I do not want to go to sleep, but I need to go to sleep. I'm going to do the same thing that irritates you for the rest of your life. Am I giving an accurate picture? And they're lovely and they're sweet and they bring joy to our hearts. This is also true. We're not going to take any statements just at the minute, son. Well, that... <laughs> Let me be specific. I asked everybody else but my children. I think that's the, probably the safest way to do it. Well, actually, what were you going to say, Isaac? I've been like that before. I still am like that in lots of ways, Isaac. In my weakness, he is strong. The nature of children is hungry, simplicity. I have needs that need met, and they should be met now. Trusting. Trusting. It's going to be okay. They learn by experience in humility. I mean, in school, I've listened to the teachers. Teachers tell children off and correct them from what they're doing wrong all the time. I mean, as an adult, I would be going, I need you to do the positive encouragement sandwich. Like, at least give me something that I'm doing right, whereas children just take correction. They take it on the chin because that's the world that they grew up in. So in being part of this kingdom, we've got to be like little children. And when God corrects us, it is his love to us. And God encourages us and thanks us, it's his love to us as well. 
Okay, why should we seek first the kingdom of God? Because Jesus has told us and instructed us that we must. Because without the kingdom, we've no power or authority to be a witness for Christ. The three elements of the kingdom of God, there's a king, Jesus, authority, Jesus has it, and he gives it to us. And the subjects are you and I, the believers and the community of the church. And everything in the kingdom flows from our relationship to the king. Could I ask you to... You have been listening to Destination Church Belfast weekly podcast. Remember to check us out at www.destinationchurchbelfast.co.uk and have a great week.